You know what it's all about, surviving winter, Gord uh, Rennie, who's uh, here, our technical producer. The key to surviving winter, in your opinion, is what? Um, well, this is the way I look at it. I get uh, depressed around December 21st because that's the mm-hmm. shortest day of the year and it's sunsets like at 2.30, it seems. I thought you were going to say because you're, you're thinking over your Christmas list and you're regretting uh, you no. left stuff off. No, that's part okay. of the comeback because then it's you know Christmas and then the new year and the calendar flips and the mm-hmm. days start getting longer. It, we've got like 20 more minutes of daylight since we had at the start of this month, which is crazy. And then uh, this month is the worst, the worst. And this week seems to be the longest out of all of them. But then February is only 28 days, right? Sometimes okay, 29. Okay, so what's your survival strategy? I just I look at winter. the calendar. Just, you uh, look at the calendar. Yep. I just I, head here's down mine. Because clearly that's all I wanted to talk about was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard myself. I'm just going to admit it. I heard myself. I apologize, Gord. It's okay. Uh, I can't contain myself. It's all about the long underwear. It's all about oh. the long underwear to me. That's survival for winter. Is that not key, Danny Stover? Uh, give me a big thumbs up if you think that's key. Because I have a feeling you, uh, yeah, she's giving me the thumbs up. I have a feeling she's in agreement. Dog owners know this. If you get yourself a nice pair of long underwear, maybe splurge on a couple, uh, you're going to survive the winter. And so that's my plan. You know what I did last night? And I, I was a fool. I got caught up right before I went to bed watching a great documentary. Can I give you a documentation to start off the show? The documentation is Val. It's a story of Val Kilmer, who I had no idea uh, had the acting chops that he does. Because, you know, most people re- remember him from, like, Top Secret and Top Gun and, um, I guess, The Doors. Those are the big roles. Gord, you with me on this? Yes, exactly. I, I right, have seen those this. are the roles? Yeah. Um, he apparently was the youngest actor ever accepted to Juilliard in New York City. And his life story is crazy. Did you know that he actually had uh, throat cancer a few years ago. That's why you haven't seen him. He was making a huge comeback. He wrote a play, and he planned to turn it into a movie. It was it was uh, about Mark Twain. It's such a crazy story. And now he speaks with one of those things in his throat. But That's he, what he sounds like. But he's trying to get some technology that has grabbed all his um, uh, roles over the years and his voice to make that uh, voice box sound like him. Wow. I didn't hear that piece of the puzzle. I love that you knew that and could throw that in. But I highly recommend it. My documentation is on Amazon Prime and it's for Val. It's worth a watch, but I watched it last night and then I couldn't fall asleep. So I didn't have a great night's sleep. Now, I did. Admittedly, I probably had a better night's sleep than uh, the people that are working on this $10 a day childcare deal, which is uh, still not signed when it comes to Ontario. Yesterday, the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, announced a $66 million child care deal over five years with none of it. And uh, now all eyes are on Ontario. Why? Because we're the only province that hasn't signed on yet. And the Prime Minister had this to say. And yet Ontario still uh, hasn't been able to reach the agreement that we have uh, laid out before them. We are really hopeful for the sake of Ontario families that we're going to be able to get to this agreement quickly and soon. The federal government is ready, has been ready for a long time. Families in Ontario are ready and eager to see childcare costs decrease. We're all just waiting on the government of Ontario. Boy, that's the understatement of the year. Uh, We are all waiting for childcare uh, costs to decrease. Even if you don't have a kid that is uh, in daycare, uh, the, the age range, you feel for people you know that have them. I mean, it's like putting your kid through university. 
Don Giesbrecht is CEO of the Child, the Canadian Child Care Federation, and he's good enough to spare us some time to talk about this. Don, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Kelly. I, uh, I totally agree with you, by the way, in terms of embracing the cold. I think that is exactly what we need to do in this country. Nice. You got to get the long underwear. Absolutely. Let's get to, you know, what is actually underneath this uh, this waiting game that we're playing here. Uh, let's get to the, the nitty gritty. What sets Ontario apart from the other provinces and territories when it comes to negotiations? Because they are pivotal negotiations being made right now. Well, you know, Ontario, obviously, and we know this is Canada's most populous province. Um, very important uh, in that sense. But other than that, uh, you know, the, 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 the issues that impact on Ontario's childcare sector are no different than anywhere else in this country. In fact, if anything, they're more so, especially when it comes to the issue of fees, because we also know that families in Ontario, especially in the GTA, uh, pay the most expensive childcare fees in the entire nation. And so that in and of itself uh, is, is a real prime motivator or what I would think would be a prime motivator for the Ontario government to come to the table. There is $10.2 billion waiting from the federal government with the clock ticking because we are now just about two months shy of the fiscal year for the federal government. So that to me would be an incredible motivator or motivators more specifically for the Ontario government to want to step up and get a deal done. Don, let me ask you this. Why is uh, it that we are paying more in Ontario? Is there more demand, less supply, or are we um, paying better wages to childcare workers? What's costing? You know, what's what's yeah, behind great, the cost? Great, great question. Um, the demand is is certainly there, but the problem is, is that, that you de- like many provinces, other provinces, Ontario really relies on a market model for child care, which is not a sustainable model. And then you take that. What do you mean by that? For just people listening that are. It's 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 not based on, you know, for example, you know, how we do education system in this country. Right. Is that as as the age of five, it's a right um, of of children and families. and And then you get public funding to support education. That is not how it works in Ontario or some of the other provinces either. Where so we're looking at it like a luxury as opposed to yeah. a necessity. Okay. Where parents have to pay the fee uh, mm-hmm. to, to support the operations of the program, where what you really need to, to bring fees down and to pay people better wages and to, to build spaces is that you need that supply side of, of, of the equation. You need to be able to fund the service and not rely on those heavy parent fees that just, it's unsustainable, right? Because as we know, inflation goes up as it is right now. Uh, Programs need more money to stay operational, to pay people, to pay their own operating expenses. So fees go up and it's a never ending cycle. And, And it's really, you know, I think it would shock a lot of families to know that that when their fees go up, that is typically not going to the people that are working in the program in a proportional way. Typically, especially right now, um, that is going just, again, for those operating costs to keep the keep the doors open uh, for the child care programs. Are we talking about operating costs like hydro and rent? Rent, mortgages, hydro, right. food, right? Um, Hard to get around because you can't really, how do you mess around with those costs? I mean, I think everybody is aware it's not going to the staff because they're largely women and I think we know how that goes. 
Yeah, yes, we do. Yeah, and that's certainly one of the goals of the federal government is to make sure that the workforce, and you're seeing this in all of the childcare deals signed to date, is that the workforce is a central piece. And you saw it in yesterday's agreement that came out of Nunavut, um, where they're where they're talking about developing a wage grid and ensuring that early childhood educators are being paid a fair wage. And again, the same in all the other childcare deals that are being signed. And so, you know, there's another prime motivator. We know that our sector has been really hit hard, as many others have, in fairness, uh, through COVID. Uh, But we continue to be hit hard as a sector in terms of even getting PPE and getting direction from provincial governments in terms of testing and and issues like that. And so, you know, if there's ever a sector that needed some good news um, in Ontario, it is the Ontario child early learning and child care sector. You brought up sustainability, so I do want to touch on that because Ontario yep. Education Minister Stephen Lecce said on Monday that the provincial government is still working to get a deal with the province or with the feds rather that the province considers fiscally sustainable and fair for yep. families. No doubt about it. It's uh, right now they're looking at a, a 50 50 uh, situation. You know, we're going to have to kick in money on our own here, the province. Um, but we had this issue with Medicare and the feds promised to split it 50-50 and then walk that back. I This is before my time, so I actually don't have a wealth of knowledge on that. But can yeah. I mean, can we use that as a potential template on why the government is dragging their feet? Like, there's yeah. no one listening to this that thinks Doug Ford doesn't want to sign this. Because if he doesn't sign it, it's kind of career suicide. There's no way he's getting a majority. No yeah. way. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's pivotal that this gets signed. Um, but, yeah. you know, do we look back at the past and say, OK, well, we do have to make sure that we're OK, because we don't want to be saddled with a very, very large uh, bill later or, you know, responsibility yeah. later, because you can't walk it back later. Once it's out there, yeah. it's hard to take back. It's like when Harry met Sally. You can't take it back. It's already out there. <laughs> yeah. So a couple things there. There is no requirement by the federal government that provinces or territories have to cost share their this program 50-50. In fact, the federal government is the primary funder of the of the national child care plan. That that is for sure. Okay. And we've heard the same rhetoric come out of other provinces, um, primarily in the Prairie provinces, um, where they also talked about you know sort of that quote fair deal. Well, they all came to the table, and they saw that the federal government was not just going to put money on the table and not enough money on the table. Uh, to be clear, it was it was it's a lot of money on the table, and they're not going to cut and run. They have committed to starting this plan in these first five years, and then beyond that, have also committed to maintaining that funding going forward. So the money is there. There is no requirement on the on the part of the province of Ontario to match these funds or to bring them up to what the federal government's level is. But most certainly. If the province of Ontario decided, hey, this we actually see this as a really smart investment to support children and families and affordability and the sector, um, nobody would say no to that, right? That, that would be a wonderful thing to do, but there is no requirement. And so when the minister talks about um, having to match this in, in terms of, you know, being skeptical about the federal government cutting mm-hmm. and running, simply not true. Don, I want to thank you for your time today. We'll wait and see. Uh, I crystal ball this at, you know, we're going to see, uh, hear about an agreement very, very soon because there's no way, 
now yeah. that we're the only ones standing alone and the focus is on Ontario, that Doug Ford can yeah. hold off on signing this agreement for very long. I'm shocked it's lasted this long, frankly, Kelly, but uh, here we are. Don, thank you very much for joining us. Thank Enjoy you. the winter. Thanks very much.